0: Welcome to the Bridge TJU podcast. My name is Angela. My name is Caitlin. And today we're just going to be talking about what Bridge is, um, and then we'll actually get into some topics for discussion. So just to introduce myself, I'm a second year health sciences major at Jefferson, um, and I am the VP of marketing for the Bridge TJU chapter. Um, And I'll get into in a bit about what Bridge is. It's actually a national organization, but my position at this chapter is marketing.
1: So I am a second year community trauma counseling major. I am the director of communications for Bridge. So basically what that means is I'm reaching out to people, inviting them to our events, and also working on Whatever needs to be communicated throughout.
0: And basically what I do in terms of marketing is I run the social media pages. So you can actually follow us at bridge underscore TJU. And there we post our events, some highlights of stuff that we do. Um, there's also a TikTok under the same name as well. Uh, more videos to come on that. But we did put um, a whiteboarding video up that got some nice attention for us. Um, so going back to Bridge USA, this is my second year involved in the TJU chapter, and we're lucky to have Caitlin on the board. She just joined uh, recently this year. Um, so this this club was founded at Jefferson last year by a group of freshmen, and I joined, I'd say, like two or three months after it began. I saw that they were looking for a photographers, so I thought that'd be a great opportunity for me just because I enjoy photography as a hobby. Um, So I originally signed up to be the photographer, but that kind of integrated into posting those photos on the social media page. And from then on, I just kind of made my way up with responsibilities uh, for just sharing everything about the club. Um, So this chapter is part of the National Bridge Organization and some background about Bridge USA. It's a youth led nonprofit organization. And it's meant to create spaces on college campuses and recently high school campuses um, for open discussion between students about political issues. And a really important thing to know is that the whole premise of these discussion is not to tell each other, you know, like where we stand politically, but rather talk about these issues, have civilized discussions, regardless of your overall political views Um, and, In general, we try to stay away from the more controversial or, like, emotional topics, but we'll talk about general things at either um, national, local, uh, global standing, even at the state level, Um, but... The reason this club was founded, it was actually founded at UC Berkeley, was due to the political division, um, especially around the 2016 election, and how that kind of caused people to go one way or another in extreme ways. Um, so this club allowed the youth to be able to talk about polarization and um, bring people together despite differences, and you know, learn learn some good skills and such. Um, Do you have anything to add on that?
1: Yeah, just to build off of that, um, how we ensure that Bridges Atmosphere stays non-hyperpolarized is that we actually have four norms of discussion. So the first one is that is listen to listen rather than to respond. So we like to listen to people, let them get their whole point, um, basically allow them to fully express what they're saying rather than just jumping in right away because you don't agree
0: mm-hmm. the
1: next one is try not to interrupt or have side conversations um that's pretty self-explanatory um <laughs> next is address the statement not the person so instead of saying angela i disagree with you it'd be like i disagree with that point and then mm-hmm. why um next or the last one is participants represent only themselves and they're not representatives of social groups. Mm -hmm. So a big thing to note about that is anything that any specific bridge member says is their own opinion. And it doesn't mean that it is the opinion that the organization holds because the organization itself is considered nonpartisan in order to host that platform for everybody to express what they want to.
0: Another important thing to note with that is, um, it's a really good point you made about how everyone's opinions are their own, not representing a group. Um, So specifically at our chapter, we do have a diverse group. um, And I think that has come up before if an individual, let's say they're part of the African American community or another um, minority, When they speak their opinions on um, a relevant topic that might be towards their community, they're not speaking for the entire community, it's everyone's own beliefs. Um, And again, this just creates a great way for conversation and not thinking of people as a certain group. Um, Because I mean, especially in the Over the past couple of years, I've seen online as soon as you put a label on someone, that kind of turns away conversations um, and pushes people away even further. And it's really important that we all share our opinions or just what we think about topics in order to get a full representation and understanding. I mean, you might not be well educated on a topic or have a misunderstanding and seeing different uh, points of view or experiences of people might open your eye to
1: something. So uh, it's a great way for discussion. Yeah, it addresses the main source that we're trying to address, which is political hyperpolarization. So, say you're a member of the Democratic Party, or you identify yourself as a libertarian, like, that doesn't matter in the discussion, because you are talking about what you think.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, Mm -hmm. And even within the club, I mean, we don't go out of our way sharing where we stand or how we're registered to vote. And even recently, we were doing some events uh, regarding voting. And we would never ask uh, people where they stand. The club is all about um, just their opinions on their own. Um, And then going back to the Bridge USA at the national level, they stand by a couple of values that I just wanted to share. The first one is constructive Engagement, so the same type of thing, you're actually listening to the person, you're engaged, um, and specifically, British, is trying to teach students how to have a constructive discourse across lines of differences by practicing empathy and understanding, again, where people are coming from, um, their experiences, etc. And another important value is ideological diversity. So partisanship is our opportunity to be a better champion for our own beliefs and find solutions. We need to understand the other side. Um, That's a big thing. If you're only surrounded by people that um, identify on the same party or views as you, you're not seeing this other side. And even if you don't agree with it, uh, you can gain some great knowledge or understanding from that side. So it's important to see from everything. And then the last value is solution-oriented politics. So we want solution, not sound bites. It's time to work towards long-term progress um, to depolarize um, and take away the stigma of uh, politics. So currently there's over 50 colleges campuses that are a part of Bridge that have their own chapters. And within these chapters, I mean, it's very well organized, props to the people at the national level. They actually uh, toured around the country and they visited um, Thomas Jefferson last year. So it was great meeting them and hearing their story. Um, But currently there's 50 campuses and they all report to the national board and they check in, I believe, weekly or biweekly. So they have a great system just seeing where everyone's at, where they need help. Um, And that's the president that reports to that. Um, And then something new that they're doing is bringing Bridge to high school campuses, which I think is a great idea because college, for me so far, I've noticed there's a lot more of these great discussions happening. Um, Everyone's kind of viewed as adults with their own opinions or understandings and you're starting to get out in the real world with some experiences. Well, in high school, I felt like it was very much teacher-led and everyone kind of had to agree. If someone disagreed, maybe it was for attention or, you know, I don't think it was, they weren't great conversations in my experience. Um, So it's great that Bridge is coming to give students this opportunity to learn, uh, critical skills for their future and just have great discussions um but yeah bridge is growing by the year um i mean hopefully we'll see it popping up in many other states and a great thing that they do is a national summit so this this started back up again last year 2021 uh, with covid they did have to delay it a bit but basically at this national summit um, all the chapters are invited Um, And they help provide tickets to for the cost of everything. But they'll have a central meeting location. So last year it was held in Washington, D.C. And all the chapters came together. I'd say about like three, four people from each chapter. And there was different workshops, discussions. They even brought in different political leaders. It was a great time. I unfortunately was unable to make it. But I'm looking forward to uh, the summit that will be next year. Um, and that's actually going to be held in Orlando. So hopefully all goes well and that's still able to happen then.
1: Another thing that Bridge has to offer is that a lot of the board members, not all of them, but a lot of them have received moderation training. I actually did my training last night at the time of recording, and it was very cool because it was one of the representatives of Bridge USA's national organization, and she led the discussion It was covering the four norms that I mentioned earlier, as well as how to interfere with conversation when somebody uh, is, say, getting out of hand, like interrupting somebody else, or just speaking in a way where their tone is very much targeting somebody and not listening to them. Um, Because of this, we can guarantee that you will be heard in a bridge discussion. (laughs)
0: Yeah, Um, and a great example is we just hosted an event that was called Grow Your Mind, um, and this focused more on a local Jefferson experience regarding mental health, and it was actually um, Kate that was helping to lead this discussion. So basically, we posed some questions regarding mental health, and there were a lot of freshmen there, which was great. Um, I mean, it's a very vulnerable time, um, freshman year, you know, there's always struggles, a new environment, all that. So we had a great discussion. We had the dean sitting in, some professors, um, some counselors, and they were able to get some constructive criticism, um, see what's good, what students are really feeling um, at that age. I mean, they were all, they've all been in our shoes, but things are always changing, especially with social media which we are gonna get into with some current news and stuff that's going on.
1: During Grow Your Mind, we heard a lot of opinions about social media and the way that impacts your self image. Like one thing that we mentioned specifically is the concept in psychology of the looking glass self, which is basically how you think other people view you. And social media feeds off of this concept. like. What you show is what you want other people to know about you. You have more control over this looking to less self than you did previously.
0: And that's a great point you made, um Caitlin, just about social media in a whole. and i I, I think it's really unfortunate that the newer generations are growing up only knowing social media, not knowing of a time before it because um, I feel like we were kind of the in-between generation like I wasn't a part of social media until late middle school early high school and people know about social media in all different forms even my little sister who's under the age of 10 like she knows about YouTubers and that kind of media and the same thing where like they don't they don't know any better um that that's not who they are 24 7 and they just see this like perceived what they think is reality but really uh this like glamorized idea of experiences or anything
1: yeah youtubers really play up their personalities like i've heard a lot of them say in their videos like oh it's not like that's not me but it's it's an emphasized version of myself and i actually um babysat this summer it was a three-year-old a six-year-old and a ten-year-old and they all knew what YouTube was they loved it and their parents had very strict regulation on when they were allowed to use YouTube except like they told me like oh like you can let them watch YouTube and I didn't know what kind of bag of beans I was opening with them (laughs) so every time I came over they were excited to see me not because they liked me but because they got to watch YouTube Oh
0: (laughs) yeah Um, And YouTube seems like such a harmless one because it's entertainment. People think like, oh, it's the same as watching TV, but that same thing, um, there's even a lot of like... YouTube couples or they'll show like relationships or family and I feel like that one can be very damaging because you'll see this happy family and they're only showing the good moments I mean some choose to show more than that but I remember as a kid watching some like family vloggers or whatever it was and I'm like oh is this what a family's like all the time like it's stuff like that that's I feel like very very harmful um informs of social media especially to the youth
1: you know, something specific that comes to my mind with that is I used to watch the Shaytards when I was younger. And basically, it was this huge family. And it seemed like everything was super great from that outside. Like, you, they would always show the little kids, which were, I forget now, but it was, like, Sun Tard, something else. <laughs>
0: I don't know that one. Um,
1: basically, I thought they were so happy. And I was like, wow, this is such a great image of a family. Like, my family isn't like this, but I guess they could be. Mm-hmm. And then it comes out here, Shea Carl, um, the dad of the Shaytards, was repetitively cheating on his wife over and over oh, again. Oh, jeez. And their whole life is, like, a mess, but that's never what you got from the snippets that they showed in the Shaytards.
0: Yeah, they, they always show the good thing, and if you're... I don't know, because I feel like even if I was aware of that, I still subconsciously was, like, absorbing that media, and in the back of my mind, I always had this good outlook. And then when, like, something broke out in news, because they share every, like, aspect on social media, when something bad like that happens, then I was like, oh, is this all fake? But I'd say that's a big one for the youth. And then once you're getting on to, like, middle school, high school age is when you're into more I'd say like Instagram or Snapchat or even TikTok, just ones that more focus on like body image, um, rather than watching other people. And I feel like those can be worse, same with the subconscious, because there's definitely people who influence like body positivity or all that. Um, but there's a lot out there that's either not censored or it is censored. You're able to have this free speech online, but for those who are uneducated, especially youth with, um, their brains not formed all the way, they don't, they don't know better, and that's not their fault, you can't blame anyone, you can't blame the parent, it's just what they're absorbing.
1: Yeah, and to add off of that, um, I'm a psych major, and we literally learn that kids build up this almost database of knowledge, and it's, observational of everything that they come to learn like usually from their parents but now we're adding social media into this equation mm-hmm. and you take all of this like to the core what, during your development and it isn't really until you're older almost at like our stage in mm-hmm. life where you think about all these things and you're like okay maybe that's not the best idea maybe that's not the best morale to hold I think this and you're able to formulate your own opinions about yeah. things And it's very difficult, especially when we were talking about earlier, like with the hyperpolarization, social media pushes you to be a part of a group. And Mm -hmm. when you're in that group, there's really no deviation because it feels nice to be included. Everybody likes to feel something similar.
0: Yeah, that's definitely a big one. And with more extreme, like, polarization, I feel like anywhere you go online, people are having to identify their group or affiliations just to, I don't know, either, like, push away the people on the other side that they don't want or as, like, a warning. And I feel like that becomes people's personality when it shouldn't be. Like, you can be interested in politics or this and that, but it shouldn't define who you are as a person. It shouldn't deny you from certain opportunities. And again, it shouldn't keep you closed-minded to things going on. Um, I mean, even, I was talking about this with my grandmother recently, like, not to get too political, but I feel like I was kind of too young. Like, before voting was all about the candidate, not necessarily the party. Like, people would swing more towards what they, their views were, but they would just look at what the candidate wanted to do. Um, like there were some Republicans who did more Democratic things, or vice versa, and the people that voted were just based on the candidate. And now it's so polarized where you have to stick with uh, which party you are rather than the candidate.
1: Something that comes to mind about that is I work at C N C Creamery, and we have a drive-through where people come in. We also have the walk-up window. But one night I was working the drive-through. And I go outside, and I I take a guy's order, and he has his nails painted already black for Halloween. I was like, oh, I like your nails, because they did look really nice. Like, he got them done in a salon. Um, Basically, he was like, thanks, man, it keeps all the weirdos away. And it's just funny, because just being a part of the group of an older man who paints their nails, like it puts you in this generalization that some people would look at as very strange. No. Mm-hmm.
0: that's just a crazy story to me because like I feel like polarization has gone so far that the way you act or dress will automatically categorize you into a category um I mean some like very basic examples that are on the internet they're like oh everyone that dyes their hair is a liberal or their extreme left wing and then they'll be like everyone whose country has no teeth they're right wing And that's not, (laughs) that's very discouraging (laughs) to people who fit those stereotypes and, like, aren't a part of that group. And you don't want to be categorized just by, like, self-expression or who you are or what you look physically. Like, that's crap. Yeah,
1: your beliefs should not generalize the way you look or anything like
0: that. Yeah. And same with how extreme it's gotten, like... Again, with people making it their whole personality politics, like, you have to hold your politicians credible. You can't um, be in favor of someone and then not hold them accountable for things they done that aren't great or things they didn't promise or didn't fulfill. Um, and some people will go so far to, like turn i've seen like lawns that are covered with like political signs of one affiliation or the other and you know the neighbor will have like opposing even bigger and it's just it's ridiculous how much money is spent like you don't know where this is going this money
1: i've seen banter on tiktok um, where people will steal the trump sign and then like paint something better on it and then go put it back and this guy like kept changing out his sign that got painted for a new one, oh. um, and somebody who was on the opposite end of him politically kept just like messing it up. Yeah,
0: <laughs> see that's crazy. That's bringing in even more issues of like stealing property. I don't know. It's it's such a mess. I just feel like it shouldn't. You shouldn't have to try to fit into your group by like expressing your whole personality about a party. Because definitely, if I've gone to places that are more Republican or even vice versa, more liberal, their porches or everything will just be covered to just show the public or people walking around, be like, Hey, I'm part of this group. Like go me. I'm a great person. I think this, and I I think your beliefs should be held personally <laughs> in my opinion.
1: Yeah. Even in my experience, like I'm a queer woman and that affected my development because I was seeing on social media like this display of like how other queer women were presenting themselves and I was like wow Mm -hmm. like they're beautiful I should make myself look like that and I was presenting myself a lot more masculine than I actually felt comfortable with Mm -hmm. and it was more so focusing my appearance on the way I fit into this group rather than focusing my appearance to be the way I feel comfortable presenting myself
0: yeah I mean that's a great example like I can't um speak exactly with that community but there's definitely been times where like I dressed a certain way just because that's how I like to dress and I've been pushed into assumptions about being a part of a certain community and I don't think that's fair to anyone so there's like two sides of the extreme of like the assumption and then the people that are part of that community who set expectations and make it feel like in order to be a part or seen you have to Change your appearance or this and that, and yeah, like for all groups, there's certain cultures and such, and this in these discourses that just keep growing and growing, and I'm afraid it's just gonna get more and more extreme. Like, what's gonna be the breaking point, or is it always gonna be like this? I don't know, but that's what Bridge is trying to do is um, depolarize and branch away, and I think it's great that it's for the youth specifically because. Once you're, I feel like for the older generation, like, it's great for everyone to have these skills, but the youth gaining it, like, they can apply this for the rest of your lives. Because once you, once you get up there in age, like, it's harder to relearn things. You're just going to go with what's comfortable. So it's great that these young people are gaining these skills to become great leaders for Wherever life takes you, um, and it's important to note that both Caitlin and I are um, science majors, she's psychology, um, I'm health sciences as like a general for both of us, um, but most of the people in the club are law and society just because they're really interested in like politics and such, um, but we're trying to spread it to other majors because this club, um, it teaches you good skills, especially with moderation for Whatever we do, I mean, I feel like I can use it whenever.
1: Yeah. Several other careers, not just law and society yeah. related ones, would benefit from being in Bridge. Like in terms of my future counseling career, like I'm going to I'm going to come into a contact with a lot of people that come from different backgrounds, mm-hmm. hold different perspectives, um, belong to many different groups and there with that it comes with an understanding of being able to allow somebody to speak without just jumping on them, be like, well, I don't agree with that. That's not how you actively listen to somebody. Mm -hmm. Like, your political beliefs shouldn't matter in that scenario. Yeah. And it just helps you have an outlet for that free self-expression. It's easier to create an environment where somebody else can do that afterwards.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, for me, um, I am working towards my athletic training degree, and I'm going to be meeting with all different types of patients. I'm not sure where I'll end up working, but most likely at a college or some sort. And all the players, even at a college level specifically, they're going to be coming from all different places, different backgrounds, ethnicities, et cetera. Um, And it's important to be able to listen to understand rather than just going off of my own assumptions or uh, things I know. Um, It's really important to use these communication skills Um, And just a side note, like I feel communication skills are very important, especially with um, diverse backgrounds um, with this like training and such, because personally, I do customer service and I feel like I've gained the most skills from that. And I've been at that job for a while, but um, it's not your traditional like customer service, those calls you hate on the phone, Um, but we're really personable people. Um, you know, we a big um, thing that we do is listening to understand and we have these different fundamentals and that just reminded me of how I'm taught to really understand the individual, relate to them, um, compare myself with them, but in an opening way. Um, so great skills all around.
1: Yeah, it's funny that they teach you that in your job because I'm actually a volunteer for a website called Seven Cups. Which is there are active listeners that are trained in active listening. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm an active listener on that website, and one of the things that they tell you is that a best the best way to make somebody feel heard is not to just repeat what they're saying because then they'll be like, oh, like you're just copying me or mm-hmm. whatever. And um, it's to relate it to your own experience. Like if yeah. somebody is like, I'm feeling really anxious about a test that I have coming up. You could be like, well, I understand that. Like, I'm also a student. I, I understand how stressful exams can be. Like, and then relate like, oh, maybe if I got a bad grade or if this person's telling you that I got a bad grade, it's like, you know what? I've done that before too. It doesn't mean that it can't go up from here. What, what's happened has happened and it was okay. And it avoids outright giving advice more so relating it to something that you have been through Mm -hmm.
0: yeah that's that's another great example um and luckily we were both able to have these positions learning the skills um I just wish it was either more of a requirement or something either like a general education class at a college level or high school would even be great Um, because I feel like there could have been so many more opportunities for discussions in high school if we were taught these skills, because we weren't. I mean, many teachers were used to staying clear of them. I know they're not able to talk about politics, and this isn't just talking about politics. I mean, even at Bridge, we talk about so many different things. Um, It doesn't always have to be political issues, but um, at a high school level... Yeah, I feel like anytime the floor was open, no one would speak because they were afraid to voice their opinions or they had to agree with the teacher. That always happened a lot. People would only want to agree with the teacher.
1: (laughs) No, I did Model Congress and Model UN Mm -hmm. in high school. And the advisor for Model Congress was also the teacher for public speaking and debate. Mm -hmm. And I was lucky enough to have a teacher for that class that was super ambiguous. Like he did not share any information with us about where he stood politically. And I feel like that made him a lot more effective, not only as an advisor for Model Congress, but as a public speaking and debate teacher, because even though that was a COVID year class, it was kind of like a hybrid situation. There would only be three people in the class <laughs> some days, like 10 the other days, it, it was weird. But um, my point is no matter how little people were in the class, him not sharing anything and not setting that environment to just automatically agree with him allowed people to express their own opinions. And I feel like somebody like him would be greatly benefited by a bridge chapter because model Congress is great, but it limits you to writing a bill.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and to bridge off of that, did you get that? Uh, <laughs> um a cool event we're doing here, and I wish it was something I did in high school. We're doing political speed dating. Um, that's actually gonna be a big one that we host uh, around Valentine's Day, but we're currently doing a little trial one with our uh, general members of the club. Um, just to test it out because we tried doing it last year, but you know, the turnout wasn't the best just because things were getting up and running with the club. People weren't, weren't really aware. Um, But basically, with this political speed dating is there is a question on the board. No one knows each other. I mean, we might know some people from the club, but a lot of people, you don't know these personal beliefs or whatnot about the other person. Um, And it makes it fun because there'll be some random question like one that's funny. Our president always brings in is is a hot dog a sandwich It's stuff like that, (laughs) where people usually automatically have like an opinion on that one way or another And with this political speed dating, you sit down, you have like a minute or two, switch on to the next. Um, You just do a quick outlook and the same with um, what Caitlin talked about in the beginning um, with the, and it's great because we'll introduce the terms of discussion before any event we do just so everyone is aware and they'll speak respectively. I mean, so far we haven't had any negative experience with that. At the college level, I feel like everyone's mature enough not to interrupt each other. And, you know, (laughs) it never gets too heated. Okay, so I kind of think that wraps up everything. Um, We just wanted to introduce, tell you a little bit about the club. Um, We had a great conversation about social media, polarization, extremes, etc. Next week, we'll bring in something new to talk about. um, And I might have a new guest with me. But thank you, Caitlin, for joining me. Thank you. Yeah, we will see you next week.